there are times of maybe unemployment, which I feel in every other in every other job or profession, it's always seen as a very I don't know maybe not the not the most positive thing to be unemployed. Whereas for me or for our profession, I think it's also good to have some periods of rest and of yeah recreation basically and to to rediscover your artistic side and what you really want to do today i'm talking to alexander auler about his roles in cats the musical and greece good evening alex it's so lovely to meet you here on zoom good evening hi thank you so much for the invitation <laughs> I saw on on uh, Instagram that you were involved in the production of Grease, and I am such a big fan of that film and the musical. And I just want to um, really talk about that as well. Yeah, yeah. So, how did you you played the part of Danny? Yes, Danny Zuko. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, tell me a bit about this. Did you do it here in Vienna? It was a little bit outside of Vienna. So it was in Amstetten, which is still kind of close to um, Vienna. It would take us 15 minutes on the train to get there. Okay. Um, but I think these summer productions around Vienna, they're still quite popular even for Viennese people and for the audience that we would have here in Vienna. So, um, yeah, that's why many, many Viennese people actually were involved in the production and many people from Vienna were in the audience as well. Oh, okay. And tell me about um, uh, the role that's associated singing and because musical singing, dancing, were you trained for for both? Yeah, I was um, actually, I trained in Berlin and I studied musical, musical theater. So there's actually singing, acting and dancing. Um, and I would say that all three parts were equally important for this university um and so yeah although uh it's a very acty and singy show we also had a lot of dance scenes so actually every song that we did like the opening the hand jive uh, shaking at the high school hop of course greased lightning like all these songs everyone knows uh we danced a lot in this production so i would say that all three parts also were quite equal in this production as well okay and you did it in german yeah the dialogues were in german and the songs were all in english oh okay yeah that's also very common with with these kind of with these kinds of uh, musicals that people know and it's um it's always going to be in in english the songs Yeah, because I think it takes away from the song a little bit if you translate it, because you just can't get that lyrics right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I remember speaking to somebody who was in, in West Side Story, and this is also what she said, that, um, you know, the, the songs stay the same. Yeah. But now this is such an iconic, um, I mean, film, that was such an iconic film, and I remember, I mean, this is unbelievable. I, I tried to see today what date it was released in the cinema. And I was mm-hmm. actually, it was my first year in high school when, when it was released. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, such a long time ago. And and I remember I was just absolutely crazy about this film. I mean, I've seen it so many times in the cinema and also in the on on video and later on when it was on VHS, you know, release mm-hmm. on <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but how is it for you? I mean, you were not even born when this film came out. No. Did you know? <laughs> did you know what a big deal this was? I actually no, I didn't. Well, I think Greece is one of the things like Lion King or like other very like Dirty Dancing. There are just some yeah. some movies and some um, musicals that for decades they're just so popular and they have a certain popularity that just goes on and on and on and i knew greece was one of them and um i saw that uh when they announced that greece was coming to amstetten i thought oh that would be that would be a nice thing to do and um that would be fun doing uh i think i'm gonna apply for kiniki i think it's cool like a bit more like of a rough guy and try oh, yeah. to just you know find find an, another role and um, just see what happens. And then, uh, yeah, we had the audition and our director, Alex Bayega, he was very um, keen that I uh, just auditioned for the Denny part and he gave me all the all the uh, scenes and I had to do everything in certain like constellations and stuff. And then um, I, quite early in the audition, I got the feeling, I, I don't think... Kiniki is gonna work out in this production, but I thought, oh, there are so many great singers here. Like, I don't think Danny would be would be the thing I get, but let's see what happens. And then I just had a very good audition, and um, I was paired with Daika, who then was also the Sandy in our production, and we immediately clicked. And that's a that's quite a rare moment for me to find people, especially in an audition setting where everyone is quite tense and just like yeah excited and nervous to find people that you really click with and we didn't really know each other before like we knew who we were because we had um we had friends but uh not that much and then we i was just thrown in there with the with the um scenes and with all the papers and stuff and i i luckily was able to to read from the paper and then um we just had this audition and yeah two days later i got the call from alex saying yeah we would like you as denny and i was just like god that's crazy that's so crazy because it's such an iconic role and it's yes. it's um played by john travolta so everyone who i was talking to well nearly everyone um before this musical happened everyone was like but you know it's john travolta and like yeah big footsteps that you're gonna follow and stuff and I was just like oh my god let's see what happens but then in the end it was so much fun because mm-hmm. it was just a, a big challenge um dancing and singing wise of course and also acting wise because the role I played before was very much like the in cats the the protector of the tribe he was very mm-hmm. not stiff but he had a lot of like a calmness and with Denny and with our whole Greece setting it was high energy always up there and always quick 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 and um i always compare this to like a i don't know like a marathon basically just running and just (laughs) being super quick and always like almost that kind of sitcom setting that we're in and uh, yeah but it turned out to be great fun and um we had a great cast and it was so much fun with everyone. We got along so well. And I think everyone was 
so sad when we when we played our last show oh. it was quite emotional but um mm. yeah it was a great time but but you know this uh this era that you were playing now i mean this is one of a kind i don't think it it's ever been i mean it, it didn't have a following a, a follow up it was just those those years those years in the 50s where the guys were just absolutely like that and the hair and so on did you have to um go and look at the film and, and and see how it was done or see the mannerisms or did you just do your own thing it was kind of a mix i would say because the the good thing about um an iconic movie or um whatever's been made before is that you can actually get an impression of how they did it and how um and why it's been perceived that well by the people but this is also the dangerous thing because um you then see things that you maybe try and copy um which is then maybe not your own so i had a look at the movie and um I was like, okay, let, let me just get into the feeling of the time, as you said, like the 50s. We also spoke about this this era. Like, what is it that is so exciting about being young in the 50s? Like, what, what are we breaking free from? What do we want? What do we desire? What are our fears? What What is going on in, in a teenage mind in the 50s? Um, but then I really try to kind of make it my own because all the different let's say Denny's, they're also different. Like what does being cool mean to the, to the individual performer and what does being cool or being pretending to be cool, but then actually being scared or in love or you know, like, where is this wall? Like, how does it, how does it feel and how would I react? And um, I think in the end, because I also, I watched it in, in the West End afterwards, after we finished our run. And that was a completely different thing. So really? that was very interesting for me to see. Like, it's the same musical, but everyone plays the role so differently. Um, that was actually very interesting because our version was a bit more sitcom-y, I would say, whereas the London production was a bit more like... <sighs> How would you say like if you saw these people in the street you would actually believe they would behave like this whereas our version was sometimes a bit more like the movie i would say mm. um but based on our true feelings so it wasn't i wouldn't say over the top but it was um a kind of behavior that we maybe would not consider normal or an everyday kind of situation yeah. yeah, I'm just, and and I'm also wondering always um, uh, with these musicals that have such a um, such a history, really, because I, I, you're just thinking in this scene where it's it's actually the things that happened there in in that time and and in in the play or in the musical is actually things that happen today as well, but it's just in a different way, like. Danny is actually ghosting um, Sandy, but he's doing it in real yeah. life. <laughs> and it's like That's true. <laughs> turning around and pretending not to know her. But in, in this day and age, people do it on text, you know, and do it mm -hmm. on the phone. So um, I wonder if, you know, a younger generation like you, for example, if you get these things, you know, if you get the, the, um, 
the difference in in the mm-hmm. dating scene than than now. Yeah, definitely. I'm just thinking of the um, of the drive-in movie scene where yeah. Danny tries to uh, be a little touchy with Sandy, but doesn't really know how to do it. And this yeah. is also quite a dangerous scene. And we actually talked about this a lot because um, nowadays uh, it's very different how people meet. I mean, we all we yeah. all know that's not that not that um, not the same as it as it as it was in the fifties where. A, a, touching a person is just so different today i feel like you you meet someone and then almost immediately you kind of maybe for me because i'm a like around performers we always hug and we always we are very uh we are very touchy people usually um and but back in the days you would be like oh can i can i touch her how do i touch her like for also for me discovering how would i how would i move my arm around her if i'm not quite sure and just this kind of physicality mm-hmm back in the 50s that was very interesting um but then also and this is the why the the car scene is can be a little tricky because nowadays if someone says stop touching me stop it you would you would stop and you would feel okay this is what i would and you know it's kind of uncomfortable for that person but in the scene you it continues and it goes on and on and on until it's really enough and this is always the the question how do you how do you set up the scene? And for us, it was a very playful approach, I would say, because we both sent in me and we, we, I think we found a very good way of, of dealing with this and not making it half a, a rape, basically. Yeah. Um, and we kind of took the approach of being very playful with it and like excited. And yeah, we, we both want to touch each, each other we want to to kiss each other we we're in love and we want to but no one really knows how to express this feeling and then mm-hmm. it's just like at first it was fun but then no now it's enough Danny. and then mm-hmm. i think we kind of dealt with it in a very respectful way i would say no well this is interesting because this you know we don't realize that but these were big changes you know from those times to now really big changes and and um and uh, very sensitive things as well you know where you say if somebody says no then yeah then it it has to be actually an immediate stop but mm-hmm. yeah but now um before greece you were also in a very iconic um you you seem to hit the mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is it because you were in cats yes yeah we yeah. um had a huge revival in vienna um with cats and i think it was also the, the 40 year celebration around this time or was it 2020 i'm not quite sure around this time it was the 40th birthday of cats basically and um that was that was crazy that was completely insane because with cats kind of everything started in the german speaking area with the with the musical theater opening up musical theater to a, a broad audience to to many many people we had so many people in the audience in vienna who said this was my first musical that i've ever seen and that i've watched when i was mm-hmm. a child and um it's like kind of a, a circle that that keeps on going because also in vienna we had many many young people saying this is my first musical so it, it, that was that was just uh, very rewarding from 
this point of view because many many people have such a deep emotional connection with this musical um and that's why it was very special that we that we did it here in vienna and um, unfortunately we all know like corona hits but uh we when we were open we were very very successful and um well sold well almost sold out all the time like the first season would have been completely sold out if we wouldn't have to close down in march 2020 but um yes another iconic musical yeah. also this role that i played monkus trap um he's the kind of the narrator in the show and he as i said before he's the protector of the kittens of the tribe and he's trying to or he's growing into this leader position like a young princely role i would say and um back in the days when cats opened here uh, this role has was played by steve barton and he was also the first graf von krolog in the, the dance of the vampires and growing up and being in university whenever i listen to the cat soundtrack i always heard his voice and he's also on the vampire soundtrack which i love a lot and i always heard his voice and when i realized that i'm going to play this role um i was i i was just uh, i'm still in shock <laughs> yeah, yeah actually. i can um, imagine yeah because it was such a he was such an iconic uh person and performer and he unfortunately died very young but um that was a huge honor yeah. like not only being in, in cats but in vienna and also following uh steve barton in this role and we're also on a cd now so imagining that people who go to uni now or who listen to cat soundtracks in, in german that they're going to listen to this it's just um it's yeah yeah very proud of that but but how did you land the role were you then also still studying or or did you uh, do work before yeah i was well by the time when i did the audition i was still in uni yeah um and i saw that cats was coming i saw the announcement and i thought well, i just might just give it a try like just let let's just see what happens because i know it's a dance show and i'm not the dancer dancer type like i can move but i never thought cats would be the thing to do but then i knew one person from my uni who was also in my ballet class like in my belly level for like four years he got the ram tam taga in the tour and then like like in earlier versions and i thought okay so well then if if he with his dance ability can can do it then maybe i can do it too so i kind of saw this as my how would you say how would you call it as my um motivation of just oh yeah yeah throwing myself in this audition and trying to give my best and also same with greece i had a great audition it was maybe not technically perfect but i had a very very good feeling um it was actually fun i mm -hmm. and i always when i'm in auditions now i'm always thinking auditions can be fun auditions can be fun <laughs> make auditions fun <laughs> um but yeah and then i got to the to the second round and usually with cats you would um not apply for one certain role but you would just go to the audition in the first round and you would just sing a song or two and then the creative team would decide in which role they want to see you so if i 
I don't know, let's say I would have applied for the Taga and they hear my voice or they hear how I or see how I move or see my my um my figure and then they would maybe say, Oh no, he's he's better in this position or oh, he's better okay. in that position because mm -hmm. it's quite typecast as well. Mm -hmm. Like with a certain height, you can't play certain roles. And then with the sound of the voice, I'm more of a warm baritonal uh singer. So maybe the the rock songs are not really what they would see me in the creative team so in for the second round they said okay please prepare the stuff for a manga strap and i thought okay good let's do this um i did the second round and then um i had another offer uh and then i talked to the casting director of the, the vbv the stage in vienna and i said I, I really i need to know as soon as possible and then he just said don't don't uh don't say yes to this other place just wait to the to the weekend is done and then i'm gonna mm -hmm. let you know and then on monday it was um carnival in cologne yeah. i was there it was my first time carnival in cologne 11 30 i think and i got the call and um yeah Amazing. that was I'll, I'll never forget i was i was standing um I think next to a door or something and I had the phone in on like, next to my ear and I was just sinking down <laughs> on the on the door because I was so overwhelmed yeah but, um, yeah especially because it was you you were still in union so this was going to be your first job in such an yeah. amazing role such an yeah. amazing um musical yeah. but um yeah I also spoke to your artistic director uh, Christian and he told me how difficult it is for you as as musical theater actors and dancers because the roles are so specific you know mm -hmm. if they if they want somebody to it it's not that you are not good but it's you have to have that criteria to be able to do that role but now yeah. this is also now something you are now freelance because now the run is finished the whole uh, season or the seasons that you had um was this difficult for you then to because this must be you, you have performances every night so this the, this becomes part of your life now yeah incredibly challenging and um especially well this this has many layers so it's not only the first job it's a it's a big job after uni it's um it's a good salary that i got for three years continuously even through corona we were um secured that was very very good um it was a role that demanded a lot from me like every night was not a challenge but i really i took it very seriously and i i yeah i still i, I almost challenged myself every day to to try and be better or improve things or um, find new things that would make the show exciting or new or feel new uh, because I don't like reaching a certain point and then just staying there or just get the mentality of, oh, I'm here now and it's fine and it's it's okay. Like I can rely on that now. I don't really ever want that. And so um, this is... Uh, well, this has been going on for for three years, basically. I I always say we did it for three years because the Corona situation, yes. But we always we kept on training, more or less. But then 
when the lockdowns were almost finished, we all, we thought, okay, now we need to get back in shape. And like, it was always a constant um, situation that we had to work on the body, on the voice, on all these things. So I always say we did cats for three years. Mm. Um, and then I, I, I was actually thinking about this last week a lot because I thought, okay, um, you... Well, I had a good start in the job and that was all fine. But now this whole process of going to auditions, getting um getting a no of these these yeah. situations, like how how do I deal with it? And I find it incredibly difficult. I mean it's it's probably always gonna be difficult in this job. Doesn't matter if you're a, a dancer, an actor, a singer, or music or theater, or whatever it is. Um this constant situation of being judged getting feedback maybe getting constructive feedback sometimes you get very harsh feedback and very um destructive feedback um how do i deal with this and how do i deal with this as the performer alexander and how do i deal with this as the 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 person and i find mm -hmm. that in times very difficult because the i always imagine these two people like circles and then in the middle they have like a like a shared space so to say but then especially in 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 lockdown or if you if you get used to something to a certain situation i feel like the the circles are kind of almost overlap a lot until they almost become one but I always try to to pull them out. And in this process of pulling them out, I discover situations or I'm in situations where I feel very uncomfortable or I don't really stressed. And then I'm, I'm thinking, okay, why am I stressed now? Why does this bother me? Why do I take this feedback very personally? Why do I care about what this person thinks so much at this certain point? Um, because I was I was so used to the situation that I played this show every night, almost every night. Mm -hmm. And um yeah. And it's also mm -hmm. the fact that I could eat what I wanted during cats. That's over. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the case anymore. <laughs> you be careful with this now. No, yeah. but um also yeah. interesting to see that the body adjusts to uh to the challenges and to the daily yeah. to the daily work. And also to see that there is this kind of progress. Mm -hmm. So yeah, many, many, many different aspects, many different layers in there. But um, yeah, but it's it's, yeah. it's it's really I can understand that that when you are not on stage or you're not actively dancing or singing, you are not doing what you are trying to do and what you want to do. So it must be hard these intervals almost between mm -hmm. these um, productions that you have to now in a way motivate yourself and keep your body into shape because of course you have to when you go and audition you have to also then be prepared and so on so yeah I can imagine that that's a, a tricky part of, mm -hmm. of what you're doing and it's also the routine that you are in when you're in a performer and in a performance like that. Yeah. And I also feel that I'm a person who gets used to a, a situation very quickly. And I find mm -hmm. the comfort in the, in this. Um, and I, I know that 
a change of theater a change of whatever musical you're doing or um even if it would be a change in i don't know i go from on stage to i don't know dubbing or uh, shooting commercials or something um that my first reaction is always this fear of this new situation and i'm always um i'm always pulling back and i experience this with the with the current um show i'm doing um i went in there and i thought why am i i i i felt i'm not i'm not really i'm not really there i'm not really present i'm not my usual self like what's what's going on and um but i think that's that that's good i always think and i i always say that realizing is a first step and that's actually a very important step because um i think in every job in every community in every uh surroundings we're in there are always people who maybe do not get to the point of realization or just finding out what it is that's maybe triggering or making them feel uncomfortable and throwing myself in these situations is uh is of course always hard to get through but i think and i know in the back of my head that it's always a good thing and it's gonna get me further from where i am now if i continue working and that's always my my goal to get further and further and further but then also if there are times of maybe unemployment which i feel in every other in every other job or profession it's always seen as a very i don't know maybe not the not the most positive thing to be unemployed whereas for me or for our profession i think it's also good to have some periods of rest and of yeah recreation basically and to to rediscover your artistic side and what you really want to do and that's yeah. what i'm excited about yeah, I think if you open like that, you know, for maybe different challenges and maybe different things, then that also develops you as an artist. Uh, you know, and uh, if you if you were just going to play the same part for years and years and years, then of course there will be nothing that you can step out of and 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 do. But it's so interesting your your work and and your um, you know also the uh, adapting to new casts the people that you have to get along with and that you have to play you know in in this musical together with and um, um, how do you see that social aspect of it that you have also different people but also you you're almost sometimes also in a competitive sense against these people yeah well first first about the social setting i think um that can be a very good thing and a very um i think in general i think it's a very positive thing because being um around different people all the time makes me also always think of how do i how do i approach a person how do i talk to people where do i have to be maybe um sensitive in what i say or where do i you know it's like these soft skills i would say in my communication and and being with different people but then on the other side a colleague of mine said that recently 
who I did Greece together with, and now I'm always also in the new production also with her. And she said she finds it very hard to open up to new people all the time. And then I thought, actually, yeah, that's very true. Because um, as I said, we're not only very, well, most of the performers that I met, very touchy people, very, um, yeah, you, you sort of get a group feeling very quickly. And I think it's sometimes hard to balance when I need my the time for myself to really mm. rest and really process what happened or really just be with myself because I actually enjoy that a lot, being with myself sometimes. And then also being this more outgoing person, social person in this group setting. Um, so this is like a constant balance, I feel. Um, but within the last two productions so actually at the moment it's honk it's from the ugly duckling um it's a musical about the ugly duckling and um greece i found the cast very there was a lot of harmony and it was very um it was very nice and a, and a very good feeling i didn't feel that there was any kind of competition i felt that everyone who got their part was yeah, kind of more or less happy with it. I mean, otherwise mm -hmm. they, they wouldn't have signed. But um, it was a very, everyone wanted the best for their colleagues. Oh, and okay. if it's a situation like this, I love it because yeah. we, we're not perfect and things are not perfect. Although we strive to be imperfect, I think in every, in every, part of creative life or in general we always want to be perfect but i always remember this this quote by um edina menzel who was alphabet on broadway for example the first alphabet and she said i sing how many thousand notes a show and why do i go home and punish myself for the two notes that maybe weren't perfect that night that's live theater and that's that's what happens and if I have the feeling that the group is very supportive and wants the best, then I can let go and enjoy. And I, I, I know that this is not always the case, but I'm really hoping that I get more casts like this where we all just have the feeling of we can let go and we can just enjoy what we do and actually have fun. And it doesn't need to be a tense environment or we don't need to make big things out of small things for example but this is also a, probably a learning process because mm -hmm. i remember when i started with cats um i took things a lot of things way too seriously and i always thought oh, but this needs to be like this and I'm, i was very like boom, 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 boom. um until i realized with uh input from creative people around me and friends and relationships that it doesn't have to be like this and so i'm very grateful for this um environment that that taught me these things as well and um and i i in on in additions as well i always try to not think about the competitive side but this is me talking in a good situation if i'm maybe in not a good position in my head or if i'm, I'm down or exhausted then immediately all these demons kick in of there are people who are better. There, there are people who can dance better. They look better. They did better jobs than you. They blah, blah, blah. They know the director already. Uh, you don't have a chance anyway. It's this constant, it's basically this constant battle more or less, but in some situations 
I'm better to um, silencing these sides that yeah. are not very uh, constructive. Well, I spoke to an um, opera singer once and she said a young opera singer who was also doing a lot of auditions and she said she actually enjoys them because she goes in as if she's just going to sing that part. You know, she's just going to enjoy it. And I thought, hey, what a great way to approach your audition, to think this is just a lovely experience that I'm going to do, you know. So. I think that's a very important way of approaching this because at the end of the day, you can just do what you do and you can just prepare mm -hmm. as, as much as you can, as best as you can. But what happens in the room is not always a reflection of what you're basically able to do. Um, when, when you're nervous, when you're excited, like things, it's just, it's, it's difficult to always maintain this level that I have in the room, in a good surrounding, sound surrounding, when I'm with myself, when I'm feeling comfortable. Um, yeah, I had moments where I sang, uh, I don't know, Jesus Christ Superstar, the high rock G up there in Gethsemane. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling it. And then I go in this edition and I'm like, <clears throat> <clears throat> I was like, what's going on there? Like, what, what, what can I do? Of course, it's, that, that will come with experience, probably. Mm. And I always hope it gets better. I met many colleagues who say, it doesn't get better, but I hope <laughs> it gets better. But actually, just going in there and enjoying what you do. And yeah. this is, yeah, I have to take that with me in the next editions. Because mm. it's, all as I said, also with cats. If someone is looking for a specific kind of person or a, a, a type, or um, if it should match with another person that's already been casted you know it's it's always there's so many factors in deciding who gets a role that yeah. um is even if i think oh but i'm really good for it or i really see myself in this role um doesn't always mean that that's mm -hmm. what the people who decide also think yeah no it's true there's this saying and i can't remember exactly how it goes but if if it's not if it not, doesn't work out, you know, it's there's always a lesson to be learned. So, so it's never a waste, if, even yeah. if it's not, you know, even if you're not successful in it. But now, um, <clears throat> Alex, tell me what what is the wish now for the future, or what are the wishes now for the future? Oh. Actually during the corona i was i was always a person who had a plan and i was always a person i had my to-do lists i know exactly what i wanted to do and then with this whole no basically with the whole musical theater that completely changed sounds cheesy but they completely changed my life because i was in the i was in the office before and i was kind of pursuing this kind of career of studying, I don't know, international management, then becoming like a boom, 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 going up the ladder. And then something said, well, but try musical theater and try just throw yourself into this new environment. And uh, since then, I realized that I don't really know if I want to have this specific plan that I'm following. At the moment, I'm kind of taking things as they come and I try to more listen to my gut feeling and to being open to 
what's meant to come basically i mean that sounds so wishy-washy but yeah i'm just trying to work on myself and work on 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 the voice on the dancing on the acting and on all these aspects i'm just trying to to see where where life leads me really but i'm i'm really open i'm i've always had my interests in many different topics in many different more jobs also i think music theater is such a broad such a broad job where you can do so many different things um but it always depends what's coming and who's gonna maybe be brave enough to bring a new musical or something new where i fit in or just also taking the time for myself to just relax and enjoy maybe a period of time where i don't have a job which is coming in november december um and just see how i feel then so i've recently uh thought i want to enjoy the the little things more like the everyday things i don't know i'm riding my bike more and i'm going to the to the gym more at the moment and i really enjoy this and it gives me another kind of energy in my in my daily life after after playing the show every day for three years kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i really rediscovering after this long process of being uh in cats and grease like what what do i want and what do i stand for and i'm kind of re-evaluating what my values are and what what i what i want so um still in that process and i'm still figuring out and um but i'm also i don't want to have this one goal or these two goals where i want to be i want to take more time in my private life of course and i want to enjoy this more with the relationship and the dog that i have and give this the time that it deserves and not yeah not being thrown around all the time well i know uh, well i i can tell you from my experience i did the same thing i i actually made a a time where i said if nothing happens by this time in for me in photography then I'm going to put my camera away. Um, and I said, and I actually wrote the date in a book. Mm-hmm. I wrote, <clears throat> it, this was coming from, from um, South Africa on a holiday. I flew back and I wrote in this book, if by March, this was um, December um, 2019, I wrote, if by March 2020, Nothing happens for me in photography. I'm never, I'm putting my camera away. I'm never Mm -hmm. going to do photography again. And it ended up my biggest project, my biggest photography project happened in March, 2020, you know, I, I could never have imagined. I mean, I could never have imagined sitting here and doing interviews. So I think sometimes it's a good thing to, you know, put that aside and just let it be what what is coming. You know, have mm-hmm. you, you can have an idea of in the direction you want to go, but I think sometimes life will bring to you what you have to do. So, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, hope so too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> if ever in doubt, call me. I can tell you. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, 
But Alex, this was so lovely to talk to you. I just want one last um, question before my voice is going, it seems. Um, <laughs> can you do a shout out for your favorite restaurant or coffee shop in, the, in, in Vienna? My favorite coffee shop has to be the Café Fabrik. Um, oh yeah, which is uh, I think on a, on a Otto Bauer Gasse. It's close mm -hmm. to the Maria Hilferstraße, um, but they have another one in the fourth district, I think, as well. Mm -hmm. My favorite restaurant. Oh, there's so many good ones. It's hard. Um, my favorite restaurant is maybe. I don't know if it's my favorite, but a, a very good one, um, also close to Marienhofstraße, it's called Macron, and it's a, uh, um, it's not Lebanese, it is, ah, Israeli, it's an Israeli restaurant, oh, Israeli okay. restaurant. yeah, very, very delicious, um, very good, Macron. Okay. So these are my two very spontaneous shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> I have more. <laughs> I asked the conductor uh, uh, yeah, once what his favorite restaurant is. Um, and he said Mensa at uh, MDV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also good. Yeah. No, we don't have one. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we know, I know where people hang out when I ask this question. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the Café Fabrique is very, very good. I can I can recommend. Yeah. I Great was, people also. Yeah. I've been there once with my daughter, so I know. Alex, have a lovely evening, and it was so lovely to talk to you. And Thank I you hope to too. see you in a, a show or a, in the next big musical that's in Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Yeah, let Thank me you know. so much, Peter. It was, a, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. And have a lovely evening. You too. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Alex. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye.